This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Here she is. The heroic woman who risked it all on Russian TV. Her message to the world today. Then, they bombed an apartment building. Panic buying as a 36-hour curfew kicks in. This is the longest queue I've ever seen in my life. And the people versus the Russian oligarchs. Taking over their mansions. And... He's alive. I got a kid in a green shirt, blue jeans. The five-year-old kid named Curly, safe after getting lost in the wilderness. The toughest little cowboy in Texas. Then, who knew camels could be dangerous? Oh, oh! How a gentle camel killed two men at a children's petting zoo. When I heard of the story, I was like, oh my goodness! Then, caught. The creep accused of slashing two museum workers. And the suspected serial killer in custody. And don't look up. What the heck is that code in the sky? Plus, Twister at Dunkin' Donuts. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. She made headlines around the world when she walked through a Russian TV newscast protesting the war in Ukraine. She was quickly arrested and denounced by the Kremlin. And as concern for her was building, today the TV journalist who boldly stood up to Vladimir Putin surfaced. Amber Cagliano has more. The world is embracing the brave Russian TV producer who risked it all when she crashed the set of Russia's most watched live TV newscasts. Her one-woman protest lasting just six seconds before the station cut away. But those few seconds have earned her the respect of freedom-loving people everywhere. Boy, everybody's giving that woman a salute. What a brave and bold act. The unbelievable courage. Is, uh, I mean... Marina Ovsinikova held up a handwritten no war sign and yelled stop the war as a Russian anchor woman read the news ignoring what was going on behind her. According to reports, Marina was immediately taken into custody. The Kremlin calling her protest an act of hooliganism. There were fears that Marina would never be seen again. Her whereabouts, a mystery. They'll surely want to make an example out of her. That's how they do things in Russia. They don't like this type of thing because if she gets away with it, then other people will get away with it. But here she is today after a court hearing in Moscow. She says she was interrogated for 14 hours and continued to denounce the Russian invasion. It was really terrible. No trial for her, not in Putin's Russia. She was found guilty of organizing an unauthorized rally and find 30,000 rubles. That may sound like a lot, but with the weight of Western sanctions and the collapse of the Russian economy, it's about 200 
$80. But Marina reportedly still faces criminal charges that could land her behind bars for 15 years. Famed legal scholar Alan Dershowitz has been interviewed by Marina multiple times. I always knew she was a courageous, gutsy, tough woman, but this took extraordinary chutzpah. Here's what we know about this brave woman. She's 44 and the mother of two children. She works, or should we say worked, as a producer for Channel One, Russia's most popular TV channel. She chose her moment well, the 7 p.m. news, with millions of Russians tuning in to a heavily censored report on the invasion of Ukraine. Marina's message to her country, men and women, don't believe the propaganda. They're lying to you here. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky joined the world in hailing that TV producer, saying he's thankful to her and all Russians who won't stop trying to deliver the truth. Meantime, the mayor of Kiev has put that city under curfew until Thursday morning, saying the city is in a, quote, difficult and dangerous moment as Russian troops amass outside the capital. The war in Ukraine is now in its third week. And while the Russians seem to be bogged down, they are exacting a terrible toll for their lack of forward movement. Kiev is bracing for the worst pounding yet as the Russians close in. This high-rise apartment building was set ablaze by missiles. Firefighters plucked survivors to safety on cherry pickers. New video shows Kyiv just before dawn. A missile is launched over the city. Moments later, a flash, then a loud explosion. As missiles rain down, the mayor ordered a 35-hour curfew starting tonight. The explosions yesterday were very close. Mom blogger Olena Ness posted a video diary from the besieged city as citizens under siege bought what they could before the curfew. This is the longest queue I've ever seen in my life. Over there is a green building with a green roof. This is a supermarket. She tried to buy her one luxury, coffee, but the shelves are empty. Okay, maybe next time. Ukrainian troops are battling in the suburbs to keep the invaders at bay. A drone took out this Russian tank and suffer the children. This brave nine-year-old girl named Sasha was shot by Russian soldiers and lost her arm. And a veteran Fox News cameraman has been killed outside Kyiv. We've got some very difficult news to share with you now. Fox News cameraman Pierre Shashevsky has died in Ukraine. The 55-year-old cameraman was with reporter Benjamin Hall when the Russians fired on their car. Hall was wounded, and an interpreter, Sasha Kufshinova, was killed. Other cities are also taking a terrible pounding. The invaders are reportedly using patients and doctors at a Mariupol hospital as human shields. And this group of women, children and elderly trapped for days in a dingy cellar in the city have issued a heartbreaking plea for help on social media. They say they have little food and water and no heat. While the capital of Kyiv is being shelled and bombed, the government carries on. The Ukrainian parliament opened an emergency meeting with a patriotic anthem. President Biden is expected to travel to Brussels next week, where he'll meet with NATO leaders to talk about the war in Ukraine. But those plans could change, given how rapidly the situation with the invasion evolves. Back in this country, he's one tough little five-year-old. That's what the grandmother of a little boy said when he was rescued after wandering away from the family's ranch and spending the night in the frigid cold. 
Jim Murray spoke with the family about that moment of joy when the little guy known as Curly was found. I got a kid in a green shirt, blue jeans. It's the heart-stopping moment when a helicopter crew spots a five-year-old missing boy. Looks like we got him in sight. And he is alive. For 17 hours, 200 volunteers and law enforcement fanned out in search of little Cameron Crumrine, who's affectionately known as Curly. Cameron! Mom Lindsay was frantic. As a mom, you're thinking, oh my gosh, what's my little boy thinking? Is he, is he afraid? Is he cold? It was freezing out, wasn't it? Yes, it got down to about 35 degrees that night. As the night went on and it got colder and colder, I was thinking the worst. Five-year-old Curly had wandered off with his dogs from the family ranch in Bandera, Texas, around dinner time. The location is remote and filled with thousands of acres of treacherous thick brush. We have rattlesnakes, wild hogs, mountain lions. It's pretty dangerous. I mean, it's, it's really the wilderness out there where he was lost. When Curly's dogs returned without him, his grandma, Carrie Ann, feared the worst. You can't imagine your life going on and really ever feeling joy again. Then, at 11.30 in the morning, breakthrough. A rancher spotted the boy wandering miles from his home and waved down the search helicopter. There's brave Curly walking just fine to an awaiting ambulance. Cheers erupted among volunteers as Curly is carried from the ambulance to an awaiting helicopter. There's mom reaching over to check on her son. His family is overjoyed that he's alive and safe. He is okay. He's just cold. He was soaking wet. He went through a creek. And here's Curly today, all smiles and wearing a cowboy hat. The toughest little cowboy in Texas. Yes. Yes, he is. Cameron, were you, were you afraid? His family promises all their cowboys' adventures from this point forward will be strictly supervised. Yeehaw! <laughs> and Curly's family says they're not about to let him get out of their sight, but just in case, they've attached a tracking monitor to his watch. And for the first time, we're seeing the last selfie of the late Bob Saget. The comedian stopped to take a photo with the valet before he went to his hotel room. And police say this picture backs up their belief that he was just fine before suffering that fatal accident. It's Bob Saget's final photo taken the night of his tragic death. He's posing with a parking valet at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel in Orlando. You can see there's no evidence of any injury or bruising, apparently leading authorities to conclude his death came a short time later in his hotel room due to an accidental fall. I spoke today to the parking valet, Orlando Nunez. He wasn't, you know, walking with a limp or stumbling. You know, he wasn't slurring his words. He just seemed normal as he could be. On Monday, a judge agreed to permanently prohibit the release of photos, video, or any other recordings related to the investigation into Saget's death. What caused two camels at a petting zoo to turn on their keepers and kill them? That's a question being asked about a petting zoo where a camel got loose and somehow charged the men who were trying to corral it. Here's Stephen Fabian. They seem harmless, funny-looking camels. They sure look like gentle giants. Whoa. <laughs> But these normally docile desert okay. creatures can also turn dangerous without warning. Ow, ow. Two men working at a petting zoo in Tennessee were killed when a camel, a popular attraction at the zoo, went into a rampage. South Bluff Road, possible camel attack. I've worked with camels for years, and that's why when I heard of this story, I was like, oh my goodness. 
being attacked by a camel would be horrific. They would charge, they can kick forwards and backwards, they can kneel down and crush their victims, they can bite, they actually have two pairs of canines and they can cause serious injuries. One report says the two men were trying to corral and capture the camel. That's when the camel felt cornered and attacked. It trampled and bit the men to death. The attack happened at Shirley Farms in Obion, Tennessee. They declined to comment. In 2019, it was cited for allegedly failing to have a barrier separating the camels and the people who were petting and feeding them. But recent photos on the petting zoo's Facebook page show a barrier between the camel and a visitor. So be warned, camels are exotic and fascinating creatures. They can go for six months without water, but don't think they can't turn on humans. While police were trying to move one of the victims to safety, the camel charged them. That's when officers had to put the animal down. An arrest has been made in the violent story we told you about involving an irate museum patron accused of stabbing two people in New York City. Les Trent tells you where they found him. A high-profile manhunt has ended in success. Police say they've nabbed the guy wanted for leaping over the reception desk at New York's Museum of Modern Art and stabbing two people. The 60-year-old suspect remained active on social media during the three-day search, taunting police as he made his way to Philadelphia, where cops say he set fire to his hotel room. He was found sleeping on a bench inside this Greyhound bus station. The museum attack came after Gary Cabana was told his museum membership had been revoked for disorderly behavior. In a message to a newspaper reporter, he wrote, when they said I couldn't go upstairs to see Van Gogh's painting The Starry Night ever again, I lost it. Those two stab museum workers are expected to recover. And another high-profile manhunt is over. Cops have arrested the serial killer suspect who allegedly shot a total of five homeless men in Washington, D.C. and New York City, two of whom were killed. George Brevard III was arrested at a gas station in the nation's capital. His father was quoted as saying... He has a history of mental illness. And it's a trip to Dunkin' Donuts this guy will never forget. He was waiting in the drive-thru for his order when all of a sudden a tornado passed right overhead and he had his dash cam rolling as it did. A man is waiting in his car at a Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru when it happens. Rain starts pounding his windshield. Look at the palm tree blowing like crazy as the wind picks up. Suddenly, a twister comes barreling right at him. Oh, Inside the vehicle is Alex Sierra. He's an EMT, a veteran of crisis situations. But nothing in his experience prepared him for this. KMG-TV in Orlando interviewed Sierra by phone. It was pretty serious. The whole event was scary. I think I got out of it pretty lucky. When Mother Nature finally calms down, the witness checks the damage. Oh, my God. It took out all her windows. There's no way I'm getting out of this. Holy Sierra posted the video on social media saying he was screaming like a girl. He says at first he was joking until he realized he was in a real deal tornado and the screams became all too real. 
That Dunkin' Donuts is now closed and boarded up because of the storm damage. Next. The people versus the Russian oligarchs. Taking over their mansions. And don't look up. What the heck is that code in the sky? Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. They are the oligarchs under fire. Wealthy cronies of Vladimir Putin now under scrutiny and surprisingly and increasingly unable to enjoy their riches. Now protesters against the invasion are swarming mansions that are linked to Russian billionaires defiantly flying the Ukrainian flag. Amber Cagliano has more. It's an invasion. No, not of Russian soldiers invading Ukraine. This is an invasion of a mansion once owned by Putin's daughter Katerina, an acrobatic dancer. The invaders proudly flew the Ukrainian flag on the balcony. In London, five squatters took over this $65 million mansion owned by the family of another Russian billionaire. Check out the banner. This property has been liberated. Half a world away in New Zealand, a people's navy flying the flag of Ukraine surrounded the sprawling private seaside estate owned by yet another Russian oligarch, demanding that his assets be frozen. Manhattan is another investment hotspot for billionaire Russians. So-called Billionaire's Row overlooking the south end of Central Park is a favorite location. This $90 million mansion on the Upper East Side is owned by one of Russia's richest men. Now many of these oligarchs are quietly listing their New York properties over fears their real estate assets will be frozen. Anything they have, their financial investments, they are trying to sell as quickly as they can. They're being hunted right now, and the authorities are grabbing everything they can. In his State of the Union address, President Biden vowed to come after Putin's cronies. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for you, ill-begotten gains. Now it seems the People's Army is taking action on its own. Today it was reported that authorities in Spain just seized two yachts owned by Russian billionaires. And when we come back, a very strange sighting in the sky. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
And Bella Hadid is talking about a regret from her past. She got a nose job as a teen. Bella Hadid is coming clean. The 25-year-old supermodel, who previously claimed to never have had any plastic surgery, now admits she got a nose job at just 14 years old. Here she was before, and here she is now with a much slimmer nose. Bella tells Vogue that she felt ugly and uncool compared to her glamorous older sister Gigi, who's also a world-famous model. Now Bella says she regrets going under the knife, telling the magazine, I wish I had kept the nose of my ancestors. I think I would have grown into it. And this may be one of the most unusual promos ever, and it scared the heck out of some people. What's that in the night sky? A swarm of sparkling purple lights consisting of 400 drones and forming a QR code. Was it an alien invasion? Uh, not likely, but it did spark fears. Obviously, a sign of the apocalypse, wrote one resident. Got scared and ran inside, said another. The code hovered over the city of Austin to much puzzlement. So what was it? The QR code turned out to be a clever promotion. When it's scanned on your phone, it goes to a promo for the new Halo TV series based on the popular video game. It will stream on Paramount Plus starting March 24th. It's a Halo QR code made out of drones. It's clickable, it works. So this alien invasion was just one very cool PR stunt. And when we come back, an interesting way to combat rising gas prices. Finally today, she's found a way to avoid paying at the pump. What gas crisis? This mom is going grocery shopping in her kid's toy tank. She returns with her bags, loads them up, and off she goes without spending a dime at the pump. And that's Inside Edition. Thanks so much for watching. See you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.